work sound, firework sound. Yes. Patriotism. Mm -hmm. Hot dogs. And hamburgers. Hamburgers. Oil. Make America great. Red hats. Red hats. Red hats. Red hats. Red hats. Red hats. Nothing, I'm Lou. I'm Jamie Z. We're going to assume this is the 4th of July. Yep. So what's up? Well. You rushed right into this. Yeah. <laughs> what's new? I haven't seen you in a, a little bit. Yeah, I was, well, uh, it's more what's new with you. Oh. I went to Disney World. Mm -hmm. I am not a Disney person. Yeah. I would still say I am not a Disney person. Uh -huh. It was a lot different since uh, I was last there in 1991. Yeah, um, how so? Security as one. They had, like, you had to go through a bunch of security lines. Oh, really? Hmm. You had to check. And I get it. Like, I don't want a gun being brought mm -hmm. into uh, Disney World. But it was a uh, pretty crazy line. Yeah. And then you had these bands like on your wrist mm -hmm. where you had to put on this sensor and then put your fingerprint. Yeah. And imagine having your son who's... Almost five. He's five now. Happy birthday. Yeah. Put his little fingerprint on so they had to use mine. It was like a big mess with that. Uh, but um, yeah, it, it is what it is. It was uh, interesting. Yeah. It was okay. Cool in some uh, some parts. Um, we stayed right near Epcot and stuff. Oh, uh, right. So I said, I felt like Disney World is, um, they have some decent kind of cool stuff, but always attached to a gift shop. Like it always just mm -hmm. was that. I, I don't know. That's my... <laughs> Happiest place on earth. Yeah, I guess. It's Victor funny. didn't last very long. It was very hot down like there. Like in general, like you two hours and you went back to the hotel. Not even. Long. Sometimes it was an hour. Like Magic uh, Kingdom, we were yeah. there for 20 minutes. He's like, I have to go to the bathroom. Uh, and then we left. Like oh, within right. a half hour. It was... So, uh, oh. There were so many storms when we first went. It's uh -huh. about a two hour, 15 minute plane ride. Yeah. There were so many storms, we had to go to Palm Beach mm -hmm. land, which is like two and a half hours south of Orlando. And then yeah. we had to land, refuel, oh, and right. then fly back. Mm -hmm. And Victor was a champ um, for a first plane ride. It was pretty good. He yeah. was like chilling. He just listened to band camp, and he yeah. didn't even like realize we were landing half the time. Mm -hmm. But um, it was, yeah. it is what it is. I, I, I didn't hate it, but it, I'm just not a Disney person. So. Uh, I was in Disney, I think 86 or 87 was the only time I've gone to Disney. I went when it was Donald Duck's like 50th birthday, yeah. which might have been 86 or mm -hmm. something. And I was, uh, I think, seven or eight when yeah. we went. And then, yeah, we went again in 91. Yeah, it was almost, I understand you have to plan a lot. Mm -hmm. Victor isn't too much into planning. He yeah. kind of wants to do what he wants to do. Like so the we Joker. Yes. Did you see the previews for the new Joker movie? No. I did when I saw Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Well um... I think it looks good. It's Joaquin Phoenix. Mark and I were talking about it. Mm -hmm. We both kind of just hope it's not like how the Marvel villains have been. Like, oh, look, I feel sorry for this person. Yeah. This is how the, why they turned out the way they did. They were bullied or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I talked to, I saw a movie too, but I'll save that for mm. after it. Not, not the one we talked about. I'll talk about Dark Phoenix uh, right. on the way out. So, yeah. I'll do Across the Universe next time. I start Ooh. to get into it today. I forgot that Evan Rachel Wood is in it. Yeah, she's like the main character. She's Lucy. Yeah. Get it? And Anyway, I took a day off. Which day? It doesn't matter. Okay. I don't even remember it, and I did nothing, and it was the best fucking day of my life. That's pretty nice. I was like, wow, this is great. Didn't look at my phone, didn't check email. Well, looking at your phone is good. 
pretty amazing. And then you um, look and it just ruins your day half the time. You're yeah, like, usually. This person pissed me off. Mm-hmm. This person did this. No, it's like, oh, this is great. It's Groovid. Two socks. And then uh, I thought my PlayStation died and I was sad. Mm. But it didn't die. Oh, my goodness. It was just, so I was happy. Yeah. And then I didn't have anything to eat and I was sad. Oh, I went to the Phillies game yesterday. Oh, yeah, so Phillies game. All right. Chase Utley's retirement was yeah. uh, bobblehead night, too, which is really cool. Chase Utley, he actually had a catch with Mac. They read the, oh, saw uh, they, that, the yeah. love letter for Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. It was pretty neat. But it took us two hours to get down there. Oh, really? Because of shore traffic, and I guess great some Dead & Company was um, at BBT Pavilion. Oh, really? uh-huh. Traffic was just nuts. I even told Victor, I'm like, if you don't want to go, I'm just going to turn around. He's like, no, I want to go. Uh-huh. And then we leave the second inning. I was like, oh. Uh-huh. Our seats kind of sucked because uh-huh. normally he likes to walk around. Now he just wanted to sit in the seats and we were like nosebleed. You couldn't go up any further. Uh-huh. It was what it is mm-hmm. what it is. Um, I went to the Phillies game a couple weeks ago with uh, my friends uh, Kelly and Mary. And mm-hmm. that was a good time. Mm-hmm. And Kelly's cousin. It was. Yeah. That was a clusterfuck of a time parking too because you had Pride Fest in Philly. I think there was some like African festival going on where they had like a bunch of like streets closed down. So it was just... And it was a Sunday for mm-hmm. Father's Day. They wow. were giving out something free, like a vest or something. And that, ugh. We, I don't think we walked into the stadium until the second inning. It was yeah. nuts. Crazy. But it was a good time. I had a lot of fun with those guys. That's good. Yeah. So let's just get into music since I've had a very I know. Like, they, we, like usually Lou and I, I come yeah. over and I'll be like, okay, what do you want to talk about? We'll kind of go over. And uh-huh. he was just like, click, let's go. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to throw yourself into it. Yeah. So, um, what you got for us, uh, music-wise? Ooh. Ooh. So, first off. Getting right into it. Old business. Oh, we can, we can pause. Yeah. So, how's your day? Uh, pretty good. It's beautiful out. I ran eight and a half miles. Oh, that's good. Yeah, my legs are pretty sore. Mm. I walked from my apartment to the arch. Oh, wow. How Uh, many miles is that? I don't know. I don't, I'm not, no labels for me. It's all about the journey, not the destination. No, uh, probably about close to five, a little under five. Uh, so about five miles, just about. Yeah. And it's back. sad that I know that. I have to go yeah. on my brain. and Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. You were on, uh, on a roll uh, here, you uh, know. Well, no, you want to slow it down. Right. Well, it's only seven minutes. Yeah, in. groovy. Are you uh, been smoking the... No, I haven't. Ganja? Tea? I took a drug test yesterday. Oh, did you? Oh, just for your... I passed. Oh, that's I, good. I, the, I wasn't... The only thing I was afraid of is yeah. I take hemp oil uh-huh. for a supplement, and I stopped taking it because it's not federally regulated, yeah. and I was just afraid there'd be like some trace of THC, and I'd be super pissed if I failed a drug test mm-hmm. because of um, trace yeah. amounts of THC, but I was negative, mm. so... Yeah, smoke your joints. Yeah. No, actually, take my uh, hemp oil and maybe take some gummy bear or oh. CBD. All right. Word. Word. Music. Music. Yeah. Music. <laughs> I don't know. I am not high. You seem it. I'm not. I'm just, I'm kind of tired and oh, yeah. I have the farts, yes. as we established. Fartitis. Yeah, I, woke, uh, I walked in and I almost died. Okay. Yes. So this is uh, Sharon Van Etten. Mm-hmm. And the album is Remind Me Tomorrow. And this is off Jajag Uwar. Oh, okay. Um, who else was on there? It's someone else I, I did. I don't know. I'll think of it later. And I think this is, their, this is her fifth album. Yes. Um, and Remind Me Tomorrow is very much the, the craft beer 
that your friend brings over and it's limited edition. Everyone wants to try and you all try it and you have a good time with it. It tastes good, but it's not what you expect. It has this vaguely metallic aftertaste that leaves you slightly unsettled. Hmm. It's the best way to describe this album. Okay. We will throw the label of folk on it because God knows that's what we call albums like this. It was like folk electronic. I, I actually... Very different yeah. than everything else she's done. Okay. That uh, makes sense. Because uh, I've been uh, hearing the songs on XMU. Yeah. And I was glad you reviewed it. Because I'm like, I really like the yeah. songs I hear. It's really and awesome. This came out way in January. So the songs I like are really, really good. And mm-hmm. then I, I, going through the album, I didn't go through every yeah. song. I went through most of the album. And I was like, oh, this is like... Some songs are just vastly different than others. Yeah, it's very, very eclectic. The other thing, it's very like like atypical electronica. A lot of times, she's she is straight up folky. She reminds me of like an Angel Olsen esque yeah. with more at times electro. If that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, she was kind of like all over the place. But the person she reminded me of most is Saint Vincent, whom I'm not talking to right now. And we'll talk mm. about that later. She, my little Fiona Apple going on too. Yeah, I little think. Fiona Apple, little Cat Power. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is her. I believe her fifth album. Is originally yes. out of New Jersey from Crooklyn, New York. Ooh. And she's also on the hit show, The OA. Oh, I didn't know. You know, it's not really a hit show. It's kind of hard to watch. I never watched two. it. It's weird. If you I like, heard it's good. It opens with, I told you everything. Okay. Which is basically, it's a piano ballad with this ominous buzzing tone under it. This song fascinated me because it essentially starts up with Sharon Van Etten telling someone at a bar, presumably a boyfriend or a husband or... A significant other. A significant other. Telling her something, telling him or her something uh, to his response is, oh my God, you almost died. And it's, it's her talking about this experience she had. And at the end, it just sort of, them, them becoming stronger for it. I actually enjoyed the song a lot. So I, I liked it a lot. It's my second favorite song of the album. And I have two theories as to what it's about. Okay. One, it might be because she referenced it was her first time. Um, maybe it was about a sexual experience that went horribly wrong. Mm. More likely, I did some research, she did not try ice cream until she was 26 years old. Ooh. And the head freeze was probably Killing like her. no other. Yes. Well, we are, Mark and I were talking about, you know, 10% of people, it, you know, it is a, a, I don't, you would know, but it's a response with the head freeze it's like a different sensory it actually is supposed to be in your chest but it goes up to your head oh, instead really? oh. mark has never had head freeze it always is in his chest oh. interesting yeah. learn something new every day yeah, yeah. yes you do the more you yeah. know um so anyway, that song goes into no one is easy to love or no one's easy to love mm-hmm. i have that written said, down on my ex grocery yes list. and i like this one also it has this really for lack of a better word a squishy, funky bass line. Yeah, I can. Almost as like you were just pooping out Hershey Kisses. Yeah, Now, it does have a really cool uh, vibe to it. And this seems to be about emotional indifference in a relationship. And that's what a lot of these songs are about, are some sort of emotional indifference. Can I let myself love enough to love you? Mm-hmm. And yeah, this one is kind of the one that really actually hooked me. Because, I again, I, I almost did this a while ago. I got on a string of like stuff I was really into, and this one sort of fell. Okay. And I revisited it. Memorial Day, for lack of a better word, it has a Star Trek brothel vibe going on. Okay. Where it's just really like kind of dreamlike and weird, and you expect green women with finger symbols. Okay. 
Star Trek brothel. If you're a nerd. Comeback Kid uh, has this really disco beat. It reminds me of a real Ladytron vibe. Yeah, I really yeah. like Comeback Come Kid. Back. They've been playing that on XMU. That's yeah. when you said you were doing this. I was like, oh, good. And it gives me a reason to... I'm like, yeah. sell it to me, Lou Sessa. Yeah. So, uh, the Comeback gotta, Kid. Gotta sell um, it to me. It's, um... So I've wanted to buy it, but I don't know if yeah. I want to buy it. I'll let you have a free download of it. So you should buy it. <laughs> That's sort of about someone getting their life back together. I mean, literally, it's the Comeback Kid and this person promising... That they've changed and they're no longer like kind of a fuck up and they're starting to go in the straight and narrow. Um, Jupiter 4 sounds like a, a B-side off the skeleton tree. <laughs> Malibu, a piano ballad about a young relationship and a stolen car. Okay, because it's a Mal- Chevy Malibu. Mm. They might be in Malibu, but they talk about a little red car. I don't oh. think it is a Chevy Malibu. Okay. They also mentioned listening to the Black Crows huh. on the radio. Yeah. So it's it's... It's How so, old is she? Do you know off the top of her? Uh, she's I, late 30s, actually. Oh, so okay. I, so, is, I wasn't sure if she was in her like, like, mid-20s. or. Yeah. She, I think she's like 38. Okay. So she's like old, super old, man. Yeah, she's totally old. Uh, Charlie, uh, Ava Hendricks would vomit. <laughs> um, anyway, this one's like so weird. I can only assume it's personal. Okay. But it doesn't, you shadow, sort of about someone who's obsessed with you. It has a really cool pipe organ. Hands is about shacking up, Ooh. I think. And that takes us to Stay, Okay. my favorite song on the I album. don't think I got that far on it. So is stay- it like Lisa Loeb's Stay? No. Okay, it's different. And Comeback Kid is not like Slave Us. I know, I did think of that too. Um, and Malibu is not like Jusufer's Malibu. Um, <laughs> not at all. So Stay is a little different because it's it's very melancholy, almost dream poppy ballad. It doesn't remind me a bit of camp cat power okay and it's sort of an emotional bookend to no one's easy to love and then it's also about emotional indifference in a relationship okay but it's more trying to overcome that relationship and how was it musically or you said uh, a lot of like piano more acoustic-y kind of or yeah more acoustic-y i mean there's there's a lot of electronic in there at certain points half the album ha- half the sound has that half the song has no percussion which always okay. gives those songs like an emptiness that i like it is a d- very different album. Hmm. I liked it. It's not something I could listen to every day, but it is interesting. Um, her prior stuff is more folky, I want to oh, say, right? Oh, yes, yeah. definitely, yes. That's why I was somewhat interested in listening to this album when I heard a couple, like, Comeback Kid on the radio yeah. and stuff. I was like, wow, this isn't what I expected. I was very surprised. Yeah. Um, I've actually seen her. Really? She opened for Nick Cave. Oh, cool. And I think she was really into her boyfriend. Hmm. It sounds, because she kept talking, her boyfriend was like the drummer, and she kept talking about how he was the most fabulous man, and it's like, this is a song about my boyfriend who I'm deeply in love with. Ugh. She was younger then. Yeah. Young Ugh. and dumb. <laughs> so anyway, Sharon Van Etan. Cool. Baroness, yes. which I was the follow-up to Purple, and I love Purple. I, I believe it was yes, one of my as well. favorite albums a couple years ago, I want to say. The first year we did that, I believe. Right? Uh, it might have been the second year. Or second year, but we did do that, yeah. But yeah, I love Purple. So Baroness came out of June this year, uh, Gold and Gray, and it is um, the final, I'm doing air quotes, color album. And it started with Red in 2007, and that was Baroness's first album. Baroness's pretty much um progressive metal i can't even explain it anymore mm-hmm. after listening to this album but it's more or less john basley basley is the sole original member and he's the singer and does all the artwork um they had a new guitar player her name's gina gleason i believe she's lead guitar 
And this album also was a return of Nick Jose, who was originally in the band as the bassist, and Seb or Seb Thomas on drums. I actually really like this album. I think it's pretty amazing. So it starts off with uh, Forward Towards Enemy, and it reminds me of something that you would hear off Purple. I know you said you listened to the first couple songs, but you're probably like, oh, it's fair and it's more the same. The second song, I'm Already Gone, I thoroughly liked. Very groovy and chill, a very cool chorus. And I don't know, there's something that was just standout-ish about the song. I really like it. Because lyrically, I... I read all the lyrics, and I don't know what's going on. It's like kind of following a character, and I read an interview with him off in a New Noise magazine, and he said like some of it's realism, some of it's fiction. It kind of goes like back and forth. Yeah, lyrically, this this uh, album's very very cool. Uh, Seasons also an awesome song. Very cool bassline going through in the background. And there's more like kind of jamming on the guitar. It's very interesting music-wise. It seems like all instruments are kind of spotlighted at times. Like you'll, they'll be like kind of the guitar will shine through a little more than the drums will shine through a, a little more or it'll be a little heavy. I thought it was really good. And pretty much there'll be a few songs and there'll be an instrumental that kind of weaves everything together. Tourniquet, really, really co- cool song, opens with a almost like a folky Pink Floyd-esque. Um, yeah. Kind of think- reminds me of Nobody Home, Nobody Home Off the mm-hmm. Wall. Really, really cool song. Uh, and then it gets linked into Anchor's Lament, which is really... That's what I said that was Nobody Home, sorry. Yeah. Really, really cool. And that throw me an anchor. It's it's, it's just kind of haunting and creepy mm-hmm. yet cool. And then it goes into the song... Uh, sorry, Anchor's Lament. And then goes into the song Throw Me an Anchor, which is really, really cool, really, really cool song. I believe... It's weird. The first, I would say, like four songs or the side A of the album is kind of more like classic Baroness. And then it kind of just takes a like turn where it's more... Almost like progressive, metally Pink mm-hmm. Floyd slash Zeppelin. Like it's hard to explain. I do anything is really really awesome song. It might be one of my one of my top favorite songs on the album. Very harmonized vocals. There's a lot of strings. It's slower. It's lighter. It's pretty cool. Emmett Radiating Light starts off with just vocals and piano, and I guess lyrically it's or it's him trying to find himself. I guess and it yeah. has this gloomy feel to it. And it's, yeah, it's like, again, harmonized vocaling. It was, it's very cool with um, John and Gina just kind of harmonizing together. It's yeah. cool. Cold-Blooded Angels, really cool. Low-key. A little electro going through. It's almost, uh, it's a very different Baroness song. And then it, probably with a couple minutes remaining, it breaks into that old Baroness sound, like metal. Just very cool song. Broken Halo, awesome song. Uh, harder, the vocals are really cool, as I said, harmonized. And sometimes distorted a little bit, and it has a really catchy, cool chorus, cool lyrics. It's it is the best song probably on the album, and then it's, it goes into another instrumental, Can Obscura. It's heavy. It's it's pretty neat. I, I like it. Yeah. It's only so much I could say, and it uh, pretty much links Broken Halo to Borderlines, which I was like, is that the Madonna Borderlines? <laughs> it isn't. It has a very purple album feel to it. Just has a heavier guitar presence, probably from Gina Gleason. And then it ends with Pale Sun, and it has kind of distorted guitars and wandering strings to, to mm-hmm. the copy off of you. Wandering, wandering strings. strings yeah. Kind of groove metal at times. It's probably my least, it's the last song on the album, it's probably my least yeah. favorite song. But altogether, I feel like he's like painting a picture. I don't know of what yet. I have mm-hmm. to kind of listen. I've listened to it probably about three times, and when I originally told Lou what I was going to review, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get to yeah. Baroness, because it was 
two it was a double album mm-hmm. and I didn't have it on um I lost my download code. Oh, I couldn't find sad. it. So I listened to it mostly on vinyl. So I think it flows a little better on vinyl mm-hmm. than on um if you listen to there's one part as I said the first like side A to B there's like an instrumental it just kind of ends and then it kind of gets more mellow and it, it kind of works better on vinyl that way yeah. but I, I like it all together I think it's amazing lyrically and instrumentally I think it's fantastic they almost took everything the band has ever done and kind of mashed it into some like well crafted epic of an album yeah and it's 17 songs it's it's a kind of long and uh i think the songs flow into each other pretty well mm-hmm. i think it's fantastic if yeah. if you're expecting purple like purple you can kind of like skip through songs and be like oh i like this song and this song you don't have to listen to it i think mm-hmm. this is a great album just to listen all the way throughout because they're definitely he's definitely onto something and doing yeah. something and the artwork in the vinyl is awesome the in the record I itself love, really, love the really really cool yeah, yeah. so baroness golden gray uh the, the Anyway, it's, it's, I forgot to say, it is their fifth album, mm-hmm. and they're on, I can't even, A-B-R-A-X-A-N, Abriax Hymns, and they are from Savannah, Georgia. Wow. I forgot to say that earlier. I, if you like Baroness, and you were into Purple, you're into all their stuff, mm-hmm. and you're into more of their progressive sound, it's like, they knew what they wanted to do, and they took it yeah. further, and um, they kind of just stepped away from the crazy metal. I wouldn't even say they were crazy metal, but they just kind of honed in on certain sounds, yeah. and it really, really worked well, and... I think it's fantastic. So what I heard I liked, I had to go back and listen to the whole album. Yeah, I'm interested in uh, uh, what you think. get a better opinion. Yeah. yeah, it's very good. I dig it. Mm. I give it a thumbs up. Oh. Boom. Boom. But check, Broken Hail is an awesome song and Throw Me an yeah. Anchor. It's, it's really good. What else you got? If the uh, punk had been around <laughs> when the Who formed, they would be the go-to-beds. Yes. Uh, the go-to-beds. Uh, Pittsburgh's own, um, Debt Begins at 30. I've heard of them before. I've heard of them mm-hmm. before as well. I never I, listened. I might have listened to one of their first albums or something. Yeah. It was kind of like, I mean, eh. it's so cool. I'm like, like they have titles, like the one that made me laugh is Blood Sugar Sex Traffic. <laughs> uh, in a fucking, fucking in the future. So, so, hiccups. It's the part of the show where I have the hiccups. Yes. We cannot get through an episode without farts or hiccups or vomiting. Can't get life without. Yeah. Aww. Aww. Maybe we'll get all three tonight at the same time, right? <laughs> now. Oh, yeah. Great. Um, it'd be horrible. <laughs> yeah, I would just um, be like, "All right, bye bye." So the go to beds. Um, how would you describe them, Jamie? They kind of remind me of if I was gonna compare them to different bands. Yeah. Kind of cloud nothings. Mm-hmm. Piss jeans a little bit. Yeah. And spiritual cramp a little bit. Right. They kind of have that early punk sound. Yeah. But not so much punk. It's more rock and roll with like punk sensibility so kind of. I say it's like a a punk band that's wants to become a noise rock band. Uh, yeah, I agree and, with you with that. And the guitars are just a hint of surf. Like the bears mm-hmm. minimal definition. Um, Which you could say Piss Jeans is kind of that yeah, same Yeah, so way. it's like, it was like surf tuning, but yeah. they're not a surf rock band. This is, I can't even tell, like, I think this is their fourth album, mm-hmm. but I don't even know anything. This came out, what, a, this month or last came month? came out in May. Okay. So this is when they got kind of pushed okay. um, a couple of times. It opens with Calc the Hound. It's an awesome song. Which is nice, really rocking. It kind of just ropes you in. Yeah. It, it's sort of like, it's like, oh, all right. Got these awesome guitars in it, um, and that slams right into Twin City, which is very poppy and fun. Has a female vocalist. Yeah, it's a mover and a shaker. I think they have what two 
two two men and two women. I'm not sure. I think they they do, but I think they also almost every song of the album had a guest. Oh, I think okay. I had read. Cool, cool. Like the vocals on this album is from a band, Dahlia Seed. I've never heard of them. But... Me neither. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna make a joke, but I'm not going to just in case. So. I'm just putting that joke out of my head. Uh, slang words. I, I, dank in all the right places. I, that's really probably awesome. my favorite song on the album. And uh, so as this album goes along, it kind of reminds me more and more of Plague Vendor, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, because at times it does have that really weird, and s- slang words would be, not even sl- after slang word, plogs? Is that what it is? P-L-O-G-S? Wow. I don't know. I don't think it's plogs. Oh, oh, places. So it's part of slang <laughs> I've I've gone from note cards to a. I know I'm some very happy for after you after my disastrous Charlie Bliss review. I don't have the nicest writing. So oh all right so slang words dagging all their places. It has this really awesome sound blast. And yeah, it's Morrison's really cool songs. My two favorite albums are next. Poor people are revolting. Okay. Which I'm like finally an album for me I, or song for me. I agree. Awful. Lyrically, I said it has this. Dead Kennedy's aesthetic where it's very like you know satirical mm-hmm. and, um, has really again wicked guitar towards the end you just get this screaming guitar um, and then it breaks off and then starts up again into the final run uh, get your heart pumping then that's followed by the very depressing title track Death Begins at 30 yes. got two words for you not a surf oh to yeah the deepest yeah. to deep cuts which of course is I was never a not a surf fan, but Me I can neither, see that. Me neither, but... So, children, hop in your time machine way back to the 90s Ooh. when any band could have a hit song and any hit song could be a video on MTV. Yes. And there was a band called Not A Surf, who I feel like I've heard their album. I had they, a friend who was into them, actually. Chris Bradley, I believe. is uh, Beautiful Chris is... Beautiful Chris. Yeah, was really into but, it. So their, their hit song was popular, and it would just be... there was a It was largely a spoken word. About whatever, much like your friend Jello Biafra, okay. the false idol of the punk rock world, okay. does. And that follows by like a musical chorus. So it's, it's sort of reminiscent of that. He's just talking about how, you know, it's very depressing, very dark. It is once you're in debt, it's never going away. Your debt fuck. begins and it never ends. You're fucked, motherfucker. Dross is this really uh, noise rocky band with this sort of Dinosaur Jr. esque uh, guitar solo. I can't even read your writing. I can't even. <laughs> Do you want me to look it up? On my yeah, phone? look up the last track of the album, actually. Well, the second to last. The last track of the album is an alternate version of Death Begins at 30 that's all in Spanish. Or Espanol, as Peggy Hill would say. Espanol. Yeah. Go to beds. Yes, the... The go to beds. Oh, wrong one. Let's mm-hmm. go. Two beds. Bleached Midnight. So Bleached Midnight, I was kind of like, um, what's the one after that? That begins at 30 alt. Oh. We couldn't read Bleached Midnight. Yeah, let me see that real quick. All right, so. The very long, it's the longest song on the album. Yeah, it's it's uh, Dullesville. See, here's my, so I really, I really like this album. Yeah. Once it gets to Poor People Are Revolting and mm-hmm. after, it t- to me it takes a, a turn it's just kind of more mellow which is fine yeah. but with all that energy and noise rock that i had before it kind of loses it loses yeah. it to me like I, that's I what was a turn off to me that, yeah there's a lot of like not that i need it on all the time but uh-huh. it never went back on like i'll it say because the first half of the, this album is so fun and like energetic yeah that's what i'm like you, dude this is fucking it. awesome and then i'm like eh. and then it becomes more yeah not 
that it's um, bad. Like I, I didn't listen to it once. It might make more uh, sense. Yeah, so I start to listen to the other stuff. It's very similar. I'll probably go back and listen to some some older albums as time permits. But um, I like this. It was very. It was a good palate cleanser. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah, was... And I liked your. Uh, I think you were spot on with like punk turns noise rock because yeah. that's the only way you can really explain mm-hmm. it. It was good. Yeah. I think they're playing at uh, the Boot and Saddle oh, okay. mid-July. Cool. And that Word. would be them. Cool. Yes. New Pinkish Black album. Mm. I do not know if you listened to this. I did. Concept Concept Unification off Relapse mm-hmm. Records that came out um, June 2019. Yeah. And it is their fourth album. And it is Darren Beck, who is vocals and keyboard, and John Teague, drum and synth. They're from Fort Worth, Texas. They started out in 2010, and they're pretty much like heavy experimental psych rock drone yeah. soundtracky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you know anything about the band, but they you there is they were from a band called Great Tyrant. All right, no, I do not. And someone in the band hung themselves and killed themselves. Oh. The the two uh, surviving members started Pinkish Black. Yeah. One thing that I thought. Kind of nailed it down. Decibel Magazine, I read a little review on Pinkish Black, and they say that they're Metallic Doom meets Synth Doom. And I was like, eh, I get it. And there's a lot of comparisons to Goblin. And I was like, I can see that. The first song, Conception, or Concept Unification, is gloomy, creepy, has this metallic electro going through it. It, it, To me, it sounds like something from a horror track. It's very, like, Peter Murphy-esque Bauhaus. I thought it might be up your alley um, Until is kind of their most air quotes pop song. Really cool, new wave-ish, gothy. Has like this really groovy, cool guitar riff throughout, and almost has his voice kind of made me a little Joy Division. Yeah. And I think they uh, on Bandcamp they describe it as psych undertones collide with dark Russian heaviness. I'm like, eh, I get it. Dial tone, kind of horror soundtrack, especially the synth. It's gleaming, more atmospheric. I don't think there's any vocal or there. I don't, there yeah. is no vocals. Kind of like this dark trance. Yeah, that, it's not yeah. bad. It kind of just gets old after a while. Yeah. Like, uh, Petite Mal, I li- really like. Uh, kind of dark electro ambient music. This is like space metal. Yeah, very haunting trance. I, I dig it. That uh, Petite Mal and Until are probably my two favorite songs on the album. In animatronic, electro kind of has an industrial feel going through mm-hmm. it. It kind This song feels like a little misplaced. It's kind of my least favorite song yeah. on the album. It's not that it's bad. It's just kind of... It's nothing special. Mm-hmm. Next Solution has a lot going on. It starts out with like bleak pianos and vocals. And then the drums and synth move in and it gets really dark and groovy. It kind of reminds me of a dark, fucked up, like weird song that you would hear in Phantom of the Opera, kind it's of. A, it has this really, um, I refer to them as um, plotting wrecking ball drums. Yeah. Which is like this boom. And then it kind of almost turns into Italian horror soundtrack, yeah. and then it fizzles out. Um, it's a very long song. I think it's about 11 minutes or yeah. something like that. But it, I dig it. Um, I really like Pinkish Black. I was really into their uh, pr- some of their prior albums. Mm-hmm. But if you kind of like gothy, dark, ambient music, you'll definitely like yeah. this. I, I If you like Goblin and you kind of want a little more, mm-hmm. I'd definitely say would check out Pinkish Black. So, uh, yeah, it was a very cinematic album, for lack of a better word. Yeah, you um, would expect to hear it. Like, I would hear it. Like, I just heard soundtrack in my head a mm-hmm. lo- for, a, for a lot of the, the songs. I, you, there was two um, bonus tracks, and I did not uh, get a chance to listen to mm-hmm. it. So so the title track, Concept Unification, I, I just kind of listened to it. 
Math agape. And when I was done, I was pretty sure I just summoned the devil <laughs> or opened the uh, the ninth gate to the kingdom of shadows. Yeah. So yeah, I really liked it. It was very heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the drones. Oh my God, the droning drones. It was good stuff. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You got anything else? I have some minor notes, but I if have you want to do, yeah, do your single, then I'll do mine. So off with their heads. One of my yeah. favorite bands. Well, I listened to the wrong song initially. Uh, the, the rap was like featuring Albert, King Albert or something. It's some ra- Anyway, go ahead. So, so Off With Their Heads uh, is going to be having a new album out in, I believe, August mm-hmm. uh, called Be Good. And their single off of it is Disappear. And they had a video and they're on Epitaph. Off With Their Heads' last album, Home, was out in 2013. And Ryan has said a lot of those songs are rehashed. So it's like really... Not that much new material since even before then. So I'm, I'm really like stoked to hear this album because yeah. they are one of my favorite bands. So Disappear, it starts off with this really acoustic beginning of him just kind of talking about hating himself yeah. and how he should just disappear. And then it builds up to like crashing drums and him screaming. And I didn't want to just say screaming. Like it's, it's a very, very good song. Um, it kind of reminds me of something that would be off home or in desolation. It's kind of true off with their heads that has just progressed into something mm-hmm. really good. Not, not that any, I love off their heads, yeah, all their yeah. stuff. So I really think this appears a really good single. I'm not going to say like too, too much about it. Cause it's one song. Mm-hmm. I know he, one of his favorite bands is the national and I can kind of see a little bit of that influence, but I'm really looking forward to the whole album. I, yeah. so they had pre-orders up and I ordered Every bit, they had three <laughs> versions of the vinyl. Oh my god! And I ordered that all three and a T-shirt. Uh. It was pretty cool. So I'm very, very impressed with the single because everyone he's been sober and he's been working through a lot of his anxieties mm-hmm. and mental problems. So a lot of people are like, "Who's gonna be fucking happy?" And it's, I wouldn't say it's happy at all, but he's kind of, um, kind of. I, I don't even know how to explain it. He's owned up to his problems and trying to solve them, but it's still struggling with. Yeah. feeling these ways and stuff so and i don't know i'm very i'm very interested in hearing the rest of this album and stoked and, and when did it come out again i think it's supposed to come out in august so mm. definitely go to anxious and angry and pre-order it i think all the um variant versions of the vinyl are gone so just you know yeah and yeah, who knows on epitaph there might be something by the way mannequin pussy they have that new album out just came out yeah i don't know if you're gonna i pre-ordered it okay the pink vinyl there was no vinyl up when Ooh, I pre-ordered it. You got to go to Epitaph. Oh, right. I will show you. Yeah. I almost um, messaged you, but I'm like, I don't know. I should say you you bought it for me. I, I know, yeah. I know stuff. Because there's new Plague Vendor out too that yeah. I have. I haven't listened mm-hmm. to it yet. So, yeah. Anyway, off with their heads. I'm stoked. Disappear. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Fucking great yeah. song. Really happy with it. Mm-hmm. True to off with their head fashion and awesome. So I know another band that's coming out with an album in or August. Mm-hmm. It has some singles out. Sure. And I'm not particularly happy about it. Slater Kinney? Or? Kills me to say. Mm. I know we were talking about it. Slater Kinney, a band that I love very much, has their new albums coming out, like I think August 16th. Can't remember the name right now. It might be Come Over or something like that. or I don't know, to be honest. But um, St. Vincent produced it. Yes. And That's you can, why you're not talking. You can tell, yeah. So... The two singles that come out are Hurry On Home, okay, which I do not like, huh? because there's a severe absence of guitars, and just it's just a weird, like, it's a case of, if it was just a song from a band, it might be okay, but... You have high hopes. Looking for the... Yeah, like, yeah you have to stop... Is the bar, the like, too high, maybe, or, that, or is it just no, so super different? No, so the other thing, so the other song, it's very different, but I don't think it's a very good song. 
Okay. Legitimately done. So hurry up. The Future Is Here is the other song. Okay. Yeah, like that got released. And it's actually much, not much better, it's a better single. I feel like they're doing the reverse garbage where garbage starts putting out more guitar driven stuff. And yeah, this sort of yeah. went the other way. We'll see. I talked about it with my brother who said that, like, he heard a live version, I think, of Hurry on Home and it was a lot more typical. Okay. And our hopes is this this comes out and then they put they, they put out like a guitar rock album for their next album. <laughs> now I do have a ticket to go see. Where are they playing? Uh Fillmore. Oh cool, cool. No, you're not in, I didn't even bother to Yeah, so there's that. Um we demanded can pussy. Uh, Chelsea Wolf pre-order Chelsea Wolf. Um, mm-hmm. on um, Sergeant House yeah. Records, I believe. I did pre-order it, nothing special mm-hmm. vinyl-wise, but I heard the song. It's more Chelsea Wolf, more acoustic. I wouldn't say it's as gothy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if Kurt Balu from Converge produced it at all, but it seems pretty cool. She is playing Union Transfer on Halloween. Uh, Isn't Angel Olsen playing the same? She's here playing how or. Right before, I thought it was Halloween. So yeah, I'm like, I wonder like, if they're on the same bill. There's which there's a would lot be, going on that week. Which yeah. would be awesome. I just can't do. I can't do yeah. Halloween. Mm. But I'm very stoked for the the Chelsea Wolf and stoked with Off with Their Heads, yeah. Mannequin Pussy. They there is a couple singles off Mannequin Pussy. I just haven't listened to it. Yeah, I haven't had a chance. I'm very excited to listen to it. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else came out. Um, the Julie Shapiro solo album came out. I. Have not gotten into it yet. Um, remember Red Bait that I've listened to, yes. I've, I've reviewed before. They had a seven inch that just mm-hmm. came out off of uh, shit mm-hmm. uh, War Records or something. Not War Records, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. New Age re- Records, and uh, which I haven't got mine. Mark mm-hmm. got all his, which I listened to, and it's it's really good. It's kind of like old school, like anarcho punk that I would listen yeah. to in the '90s, and then would kind of just change gears and almost go to crust punk. It mm-hmm. was it's good. I, like I'm not yeah. gonna review it because. I'm reviewing it more or less right now, but it, it, it was decent, and it's kind of cool because they never mm-hmm. show the male members. It's always the female members. Yeah. kind of neat. And they're vegan and straight edge, oh. but they don't preach like straight edge. Not that people like... I like straight edge music, but mm-hmm. they're kind of more political. You wouldn't yeah. know from their lyrics that they're straight edge, but uh, what I listen mm-hmm. to is really good. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of... I don't know why I paused for dramatic effect. <laughs> Unknown Pleasures reissue came out. 40th anniversary oh, okay. of the first Joy Division album. Yes. Which I love that album, and I love this version of it. It's nice, pretty red vinyl. Cool, cool. It's quadruple thick. You could kill a antelope with it. And yeah, just like sitting there smoking my clove cigarettes, <laughs> my black nail polish, mm. and uh, I don't know, doing gothy shit, or pre-gothy Screwing shit. Screwing on your kitty. No. I, we have to listen to the new Plague Vendor. I've had it for a couple weeks. Yeah. I just haven't got around to it. I'm sitting on so much vinyl right now yeah. to listen to. And I just haven't had a chance. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff going on. A lot of concerts going on. It's just yeah, it's too much. Busy. Baroness is playing uh, the Chameleon Club on Thursday. That's in Lancaster. Uh, July 11th. I don't know if I'll be able to go because mm-hmm. it's, it's just yeah. tough doing mm-hmm. a weeknight show. And end of the month. Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden is after Hardcore Fest. I'm going on Saturday and Sunday. So if you're like, oh shit, that's Jamie from Trash South Street. Which no one will say. Um, Come over and say hello. Yeah, get an autograph. (laughs) Yeah. I'll sign your boobs. I'll be like, here you go. Sign those titties. Um, Anyway, movies. Uh Uh-huh. Do you want to talk about Across the Universe? No, 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 we're going to talk about about Across the Universe. I have another movie to talk about, though. Uh, Do you want to go? You want me to go? So on that day off... I was of course with, you are, because you're the man. Yeah. Can't wait for the woman to talk. We don't want to hear the women well, usually, speak. Well, no, I didn't want to dis- dispower you. Okay, yeah, power. sure, sure. 
<laughs> go ahead. I'm just... um, anyway, I was gonna go see Godzilla, but like oh. Oaks, Regal Oaks, like fucked up their movie times and only had hmm. times listed for like three movies. So I wanted to see Godzilla, and couldn't quite figure out when that was. So I drove up, and Godzilla wasn't playing at the time I went, but The Dead Don't Die was. Yeah, I almost saw that, but I read to your review. Yeah, so The Dead Don't Die is a movie by, written and directed by Jim Jarmusch. Mm-hmm. We did like Coffee and Cigarettes. More recently, uh, Only Lovers Left Alive, which is a movie I like a lot. He's done a lot. I like most of his stuff. So this is supposed to be a, a zombie comedy. With Bill Murray, right? With Bill Murray, and, uh, Adam, Adam Driver, Tilda Swindon, a whole bunch of other moderately famous people or famous people. Okay. Like Steve Buscemi, Danny Glover. Eddie Glover? Yeah, Eddie Glover <laughs> of comic store fame. Yes. They had one girl who was dating Justin Bieber. She, he's married now. Like years ago. I she was also famous. Selena Gomez? Yes, yeah, Selena okay. Gomez is in it. Thank you. I, say she, I think she was also in Parks and Rec, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. First off, it was... Unless it's the lady, the girl in Modern Family is not Selena no. Gomez. No, that's Ava Longoria, I think. But we're talking. It doesn't no. matter. Anyway, no, 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 no. It's not Ava Longoria. We're not. It's third base. <laughs> Go ahead. It's Al Bundy, actually. So. <laughs> let me oh. settle myself. Can, do you want me to talk about Godzilla? Yeah, talk about Godzilla, <laughs> and then I'll. Let me reorganize my thoughts. So I saw Godzilla. Yeah. I saw it, I think, the Monday after the opening weekend, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was really yeah. good. Um. I liked, uh, was it Seven from uh, You Didn't See Stranger Things? Uh-huh. She was what she was. It was kind of cool to hear her curse. It was Vera Farmingaji from The Orphan. and yeah. the worst psychiatrist ever. Yes. And um, Kyle from, I don't remember. He was in the first one. I can't remember his name. This is the most. No, he was in it too. But anyway, Godzilla was awesome. I thought it was really cool. Gahira? Is it Gahira? I think Gajira or Gahira or whatever. Um, He's with the band at the same time. Yeah. Fucking awesome. There's like once, it's been long enough, where Gahidra, Gahidra, I'm talking about. Gahidra, like, goes to, um, the fuck, um, Brazil. The the Christos in Rio de Janeiro? Rio de Janeiro, yes, the the big cross. Like, it just takes up, it just lands there and becomes like the, the, it's this really cool scene. Let me pause you real quick. (laughs) I believe it's basically fucking impossible to spoil a Godzilla movie. Go ahead. But all the monsters are really cool. Like, Mothra's called, but why can't I say Gohedro? Mark would kill me. Yeah. Uh, the three-headed dragon yeah. fucking thing, Gahedra, yeah. was uh, was awesome. That was my favorite. G- Godzilla was fucking rad. Yeah. Rod- Rodan was in Rodan. it. Rodan was in it. Um, Were the little girls in it? For the twins? The, yeah. The... Yes and no. No. The one. They kind of um, talk about it. Like one was a, a twin. Uh, kind of cool. Uh, I thought it was really, really well done, and it was a really cool monster movie yeah. where... I, I liked it better than the first one. It was pretty uh, cool. And I think there are... Um, you know that Kong, that new Kong movie they made a few yeah. years ago has something to do with it? So I actually Skull was... Island, which was good, by the way. Uh, yeah, I was surprised how good that was. I, it's, it was playing for a while on whatever channel on cable. It was really good. But, oh, the... Uh, but Gahedra was fucking so rad. So they're supposed to do Godzilla versus King Kong? Yes. It's someone... someone the, where, I can't remember who's directing it. I got excited when I saw this person. That's cool. Yeah, I was very happy with Godzilla. Um, you should definitely check yeah. it out. So, yeah, I'll, I'll see that shortly. That's I'm very excited. Are people complaining about it? And I'm like, they were saying that the, like, the characters weren't... Uh, they were complaining about the characters. I thought the characters... 
they were saying there wasn't enough backstory. I'm like, there's almost too much backstory. Yeah. Like, I don't need to know that much. I just want to see I fucking mean, monsters think, fight and like kill yeah, each other. Yeah, I think that's if you're. Ken Watanabe was awesome in it. Like, yeah. there were some really, really mm-hmm. cool scenes, and uh, it's definitely worth it. If you like yeah. monster movies and that type of stuff, yeah. you'll definitely really I saying, enjoy it. I think, it. without saying this one, like, if you complain about the human acting and the plot in a monster movie, you don't like monster movies. No. Because no. it really existed to be like... Yes. And especially in the first one, Ken Watanabe, Sabi was like, you know... Yeah. They just say some shit, be like, is Godzilla friend or foe? And like, dumb sh- you know, stuff that no human would say, but you yeah. say in a monster it, it movie. Was, it was done very, very well. Yeah. It was... I, Right. I really enjoyed it. So I did not see that movie. Yes. I saw De- uh, The Dead Don't Die, zombie comedy. I would say it's the worst movie I've seen in the mm. theater since Inherit Vice. Mm. You don't know if you saw Inherit Vice? Is that with um, Russell Crowe? No, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin. 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 No, I didn't see it. Yeah, it's not good. And like much like that movie, just I just watched people start to walk out. Mm. It was fucking agonizingly long. I, I am a fan of the slow burn movie. This movie literally never got started. Huh. It was kind of like, uh, what the fuck is that movie we saw? The last Heath Ledger movie with Colin Farrell and oh, um, Dr. Parnassus, yeah, which no, never was, got going. It was not like, no, not in the same way. Because at least Dr. Parnassus, I feel like they make it. It did at one, about an hour in, it got going. No, this never, even when it's going, it's like, it's so blah. That nothing ever happens. It is very much a stalled engine built hmm. by someone who loves the smell of his own farts. Oh, ooh. I can tell where the jokes are supposed to be. Yeah. None of them land. There's just stuff. It's just not good. And it's long. It's over two hours. Huh. Towards the end, I feel like Bill Murray does bring a little bit. And there are a few things that were somewhat clever. But it just was not good. And the only thing... I can guess. Oh, incidentally, uh, two other people. Iggy Pop is in it. I and, didn't hear that. And Tom Waits is in it as like... Uh, Renfield Part 2. His name's like Hobo Joe or something like that. And he's sort of the uh, the observer. He sort of comments on things. Like I said, like you tell where it's supposed to be. Like they're going for jokes. But it's like someone who's like too clever for themselves. You're like, yeah, see, I'm doing this funny thing now. This is funny. This is me. Hmm. The and I made the comment. It's a movie about how much Jim Jarmusch hates zombie movies. And thinking about it, if that is exactly what it was, then it's a very clever movie. They try to sort of call it a lot of the tropes of those like movies, but not in a particularly good way. It's poorly done for the most part. I was very disappointed. That sucks. Um, I kind of wanted to see it, but I never turn on my cell phone. That's another thing I do is I, I can't stand people really telling their just turn on their cell phones. I'm very much like, well, you know, you're paying to see this movie. That's what you do. I start checking messages. <laughs> I start checking fucking. I check IMDb because I'm usually in the theater by myself. Yeah, that's a dead don't die. Not good. Forty five minutes of fucking previews. None mm. of the movies they want to see. I don't like, or I can't remember. Was it Stuber? Ugh. Oh, oh, <sighs> and I saw another movie, and this one is apropos. Rocket Man. Oh yeah, how'd you like that? I like Rocket Man a lot more because we're approaching an hour. Uh, uh, the very short version is, it is. Take your time. I got two things to talk about. Ooh, okay, good. I don't. So Rocket Man. I heard it was a true musical in a sense, where he just kind of starts breaking. It, yeah, it's out. much more of a musical. It's what you call. There's a term for it. I learned as I began to research across the universe. Jukebox musical. Ooh, like a jukebox here. Where the music just kind of breaks out. Okay. Shit. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Freddie Mercury. 
guy played him. I can't remember. Um, Rami Malek. Yes. So I feel like Rami Malek was a did a better Freddie Mercury than Taylor. Blah blah blah. Did I forget his name? Um, uh, Elton John. Rocket Man was a better movie than Bohemian Rhapsody, That's in my cool. opinion. And it's funny because it's essentially the same movie, down to the point where the villain is the manager, and the manager is the same person for both. Freddie Mercury and Elton John. Ah. And they both were boffing him. Ooh. It sort of goes up through his early life to, I guess, when he gets clean. Okay. And then afterwards... And it was a lot of drug use. Oh, big, yeah. yeah, basically. A lot of coke, a lot of pills. Says, he he gives this speech at one point where he's like, he's talking to his his mother and stepfather. His mother's played by Bryce Dallas Howard. And he's like, yeah. Does that make you feel old? Yeah. He's like, I fucked everything. I've seen and I've snorted every drug and drunk every drink and uh, I enjoyed it all but he's really lonely. Mm. Um, he likes oh. um, he's bulimic so at one point he orders like 12 desserts and then throws them all up. Oh. But yeah mainly does a lot of drugs and I liked it. It's um, stylized if you like Elton John. Cool. It's a movie about how cocaine transforms a man into a gorilla because he begins to look more and more simian as it goes on. It just correlates with his drug use. That's cool. I do want to check it out. Yeah. Recommend. I saw Dark Phoenix. Oh, yes. Um, I don't know how many people out there like the X-Men reboot. I really liked X-Men yeah. First Class. I guess this is the fourth one. Mark and I looked it up. So it, it's... It's First, first cl- Class, and then it was... The one that's Days of Future's Past. Yeah. And then there's one that kind of... There's Apocalypse. Yeah. Days of Future Past has Picard in it. John, whatever. There's both of them in it. Yeah. And it has... um. Uh, Hugh Jackman and uh, stuff. Peter Dinklage. Yes. As Boulevard yes. Trash. And then Apocalypse, which everyone hated. I, it wasn't the best movie. I didn't see it. You're not missing much. I thought it was okay. Yeah. So I'm not a big, big Jean Grey fan. I think she's a pretty boring character. I never mm-hmm. really liked her in the comics. But Sophie Turner is an amazing yeah. Jean Grey. So Dark Phoenix, I thought it was a really good movie. It really wrapped up that whole series and made it good. Mm-hmm. Um, Sophie T- Turner is fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, I never thought Sansa would mm-hmm. be so... Like, right now I have a thing for Sophie yeah. Turner. Like, I don't know what it is, Was but it she's super Jonas fucking cool. She's married to? Well, she's married to, what, Kevin Jonas. And, like, she looked super freaking hot in that video. Yeah. Like, she looked awesome. Mm-hmm. But she's really cool in it. I think she's a perfect Jean Grey. Like, she's kind of this conflicted, like, weird character that has all this fucking power. Yeah. And I, do you want me to spoil it? Yeah, Can go I ahead. spoil one big thing? Just spoil it. There's one big, big spoiler. All right. And I told Mark, there was one very big miscast, I thought, in the whole X-Men series. Yeah. Which is Jennifer Lawrence's Mystique. Or right. Raven. Yeah. So guess who Jean Grey kills? Oh, really? She fucking kills Ooh, nice. Raven. I was like, oh, Santa, yeah. you rock. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of accidental. Sophie Turner, I think this might be a, like a good breakout role from being yeah. Sansa Stark. I just thought she was fantastic and she played the role really, really mm-hmm. well. I, I like the movie. Um, Fosbender's back in it. There's just a bunch of stuff going on and they kind of, you know, give a nod to first class and mm-hmm. do a bunch of things. I thought it was a really good movie. I'm not like saying it's, you're going to be like, holy shit, wow. But I, I, I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good ending to that whole series. Um, and I'm looking forward to what comes next for Sophie Turner, yeah. too. 
It was good. There's some really cool scenes in it. And as I said, I like Jennifer Lawrence. Did not like her as Mystique. I just thought it was, it's... Eh. It was like a miscast. She never would have been. I think it's not if, her fault. It was just a character. It was just bad. Well, I think if Jennifer Lawrence had not taken off, she would not have been in those other movies. No, I agree. I think the they're like, oh, she's cool in Hunger Games. She, she's a good actress. And she just had nothing to work with. Is it worse casting than January Jones as the White Queen? I know. I think Jennifer Lawrence is worse, to be honest. Yeah, really? I, I really think. Because January Jones at least kind of had that bad girl going. Like it, yeah. it, it, it is what it is. No one's going to be a very yeah. good white queen and such an, a, a small character. Like, I love Emma yeah. Frost. I don't know who I'd want to play her. But mm. I thought uh, Phoenix was done very well, Dark yeah. Phoenix. And that's my review. All right. Check it out. It's cool if you like X-Men. If you don't like it, whatever. I thought it was fun. Um, who else? Uh, Jessica Chastain was in it, and I had to look her oh, up on IMDb because yeah. I wasn't sure who she was. I'm like, oh my god, it's Jessica Chastain. Who'd she play? She's like one of these aliens, shape shifting oh. aliens, but oh. she looks really weird because she's like bleach blonde. She just oh, doesn't. Really? Oh. And she's like my age, so she she just looked a lot older. Yeah. Which I feel bad. Uh, she did a good job too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I watched Chernobyl on oh, HBI. Yeah, I just finished it last Chernobyl. night. Chernobyl is a, it's five parts. It's an hour, hour and five minutes, hour, 10 minutes each episode. It's got uh, Jared Harris, Emily Watson, and Skarsgård, the older. Uh, the one, uh, Peters? Yes, whatever. Or no, Stellar Skarsgård. Yes, Stel- well. Stellar. He was dad, very good. Right? Yes, the dad was in it. And I thought it was good. It's one of those things. I know a lot about Chernobyl because mm-hmm. it happened on my birthday. So yeah. April 26, 1970, or 1986. But anyway, like, I know a bit about. Chernobyl, and I know that there was, um, I don't want to ruin too much, but there was a, there was two different types of nuclear power plants, the Western and the Eastern, the Russian, they had a flaw in the design, Mm -hmm. which kind of why Chernobyl happened, and they end up having to change it all, but I knew that going in, I knew a bunch of things, and I learned a lot more, but it was, it's just one of those those things that it's just ultimate sadness. Like they're like, Oh, look at the fire. And they're like playing in the ash. You're like, it's fucking radiation. And then, then there's like the pregnant, um, there's a firefighter that's, they're like, Oh, it's okay. And they're like touching the fucking graphite and like getting radiation. Like it's a lot of sad shit. One of the saddest things was they had to get a bunch of soldiers to go in and just kind of kill all the livestock and the dogs and stuff. So they have this like 18 year old kid go and they have to shoot, Dogs and cats. Mm. Ugh. I was like, happy, (laughs) let's kill kitties and puppies. Altogether, if you don't know a lot about it or you're interested in it, I would say go ahead and watch it. It's nothing like super groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. It's just very interesting and sad. Like it's just, you know everything's going to happen. You know everyone's going to die. It's kind of one of those things where you just know how, like most of the people are just going to die that are just trying to help every, like just try to save everything. It was, but it was very, it was very interesting and it is worth a watch, Mm -hmm. especially if you're like, I have no idea what this is about. Yeah. I want to watch that dark Phoenix. I do want to watch. I have very mixed feelings about dark Phoenix because I feel like it's, it was a really good story, but then ruined fucking. I don't really think I I never read the trade paperback. I want to say it probably has nothing to do with it. It has her becoming like kind of bad. That's yeah. about it. Yeah, but I mean, like, because afterwards, anytime Jean Grey, it basically, it ruined any chance of Jean Grey being anything other than that. Um, yeah, I could Because it just sort of, that became the throwback, this story, like, oh, I'm powerful, blah, blah, blah. But Dark Phoenix's story is still a really good story. Um, yeah, that's, I'm interested to see what you think, yeah. so. So. We're over at the hour mark. Yeah. We have a bunch of movies to. Oh, excuse me. Explore. 
again. Yeah. And um, yeah. Happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. Whenever um, we get this out. 4th of July, I promise. And what do you think of Dark Phoenix? What do you think of... What was your movie? Uh, Dead Don't Die. Or the Rocket Dead Don't Man. Die, Rocket Man, Godzilla. Whatever. Yeah. Let us know. Go on our right. Facebook page. Yep. Trash Street. And Trash next time. Yeah. Well, anything you want to do next time? Probably won't be for a couple weeks. Uh, I'm, I am training for the Spartan, so yeah. I'm not drinking very much. Uh, we're talking about Across the Universe. Yes. We'll try to have a, a topic soon. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. All right. Bye, all. Later. Bye-bye, Mimo. We wish you a good night. Step, 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 step.